Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. to consider um, some of the fairness arguments. Uh, you know, you have a, two situations. Both two kids come out of high school. They can't afford college. One takes a loan. Uh, and the other says, well, I'm going to, you know, try my hand at setting up a lawn care service. Um, uh, and he takes out a bank loan uh, for that. Uh, at the end of four years, we know statistically that the a uh, person with the college degree is going to do significantly financially better over the course of uh, life than the person without. Um, and then along comes the government and tells that person, uh, you don't have to pay your loan. Uh, nobody's telling the uh, person who is trying to set up the lawn service business that he doesn't have to pay his loan. He still does, uh, even though uh, his tax dollars are going to support the forgiveness of the loan. Uh, for the uh, the college graduate who's now going to make a lot more than him uh, over the course of his lifetime. This is Chief Justice John Roberts during the second of the two cases that they heard on Tuesday dealing with the loan forgiveness program that President Biden is wanting to implement. The first case had to do with the state of Missouri and some others in Nebraska uh, suing, saying that they are being financially harmed by this, and therefore they have standing to note that, yeah, you don't have actually authority to do this. <laughs> so that's one. The second case had to do with two individual students one of whom is getting no loan forgiveness at all, one of whom uh, because he's got uh, loans are from private banks. The other one, because of uh, income levels or whatever, is only eligible for the first 10000 not for the second 10000 up to twenty. And they're both suing. Their goal is to get rid of the program and their argument. It's, it's very convoluted. Uh, they want to say that because they didn't do public comment, they were not able to tell the Secretary of Education that the program should be wider and should include people who do not have government loans but still are being harmed by having to repay those loans post-COVID. And they want to strike this program down in the hopes that some other program might be created that would benefit and include them as well. I, I'll just give you the quick takeaway. I think the Supreme Court's going to tell them they don't have standing. It's a crazy argument. It's a crazy policy they're trying to accomplish. I think they're going to lose huge at the Supreme Court. Uh, I think it'll be 9-0, to zero, frankly. But I thought this particular section on what the Chief Justice was bringing up about the unfairness of it all, right, that you know, people were harmed by not being able to repay their lawn care business loans, just like people were harmed from COVID lockdowns by not being able to repay their student loans. So shouldn't we have a more sweeping program that kind of benefits everybody, the inherent unfairness, along with what a lot of people said at the time, which was, oh, great, I just paid off my student loans last year. Good for me. You know, like the people who paid off their loans got nothing. The people who were not as diligent at paying off their loans or who simply had more to begin with or whatever, they get the benefit. That also seems unfair. And he went on in this question. Now, it seems to me you may have views on fairness of that and they don't count. I may have views on the fairness of that and mine don't count. We'd like to usually leave situations of that sort when you're talking about spending the government's money, which is the taxpayer's money, to uh, the people in charge of the money, which is Congress. Now, why isn't that a factor that should enter into our consideration under the major questions doctrine again, where we look at things a little more strictly than we might otherwise when we're talking about statutory grants of authority to make sure that this is something that Congress would have contemplated? And he's in no position to say that it is unfair. What he's saying is because of questions about fairness, 
different kinds of loans, different people who have or have not yet paid off their loans. Those are the kinds of things that if this plan had been debated and passed by Congress instead would have been considered as opposed to doing it through the secretary where these things weren't really considered and you get a kind of a lopsided unfair program like this. But what it seemed like was him kind of criticizing all of these programs and saying that they weren't done to his standard. And um, weirdly, I thought you saw a rift exposed at the Supreme Court between the liberals and the conservatives over this issue. I'll share that with you in just a second. For that, we got candy with Traffic on the Fives. Watching a couple of areas of concern. One is Palafox between the split at Pace Palafox and Fairfield Fatality earlier this morning, and they had a portion of Palafox closed off, and I think that's still the case. Certainly, if you know different, text 437-1620. Lillian and Bauer showing a vehicle crash this morning, but it looks like that has been moved off to the side. If you have any traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. So back to Supreme Court hearings the other day on the oral arguments. So you had Sonia Sotomayor pounce on what she thought was basically a goof by Chief Justice Roberts, expressing his own view about the fairness and, you know, saying that this is really not the right consideration. I take the bottom line answer to be everybody suffered in the pandemic, but different people got different benefits because they qualified under different programs, correct? That's right. There's been enormous relief there's efforts. The, there's inherent unfairness in society because we're not a society of unlimited resources. Every law has people who encompass it or people outside it, correct? That's correct. And that's not an issue of fairness. It's an issue of what the law protects or doesn't. Yes. And by the way, she's right. I mean, in the sense that if you get a benefit from a federal program, somebody who does not get a benefit from the federal program uh, isn't necessarily in a harmed position, has standing to sue because you got a benefit they didn't get. I mean, that it doesn't work that way or everybody would be eligible to sue for everything. Uh, but Sonia Sotomayor, you know, the way I read her was kicking back against what John Roberts had asked. Uh, Elena Kagan, same basic thing. I mean, Congress passed a statute that dealt with loan repayment for colleges, and it didn't pass a statute that dealt with loan repayment for lawn businesses. And so Congress made a choice, and that may have been the right choice or it may have been the wrong choice, but that's Congress's choice. And you're saying that the Secretary implemented his powers under Congress's choice, which gave him authority over loan repayment. It definitely did not give him authority over loans for... Yeah, for for lemons, and you don't normally hear the justices bicker with each other <laughs> this way. It's just not very normal. But I could feel like they felt, you know, that what do you? How dare you? And then they're answering for the 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 advocates. Actually, even Katanji Brown Jackson. I guess I'm um, wondering whether or not the same fairness issue would arise with respect to any federal benefit program. So I'm thinking about um, the fact that as a result of COVID, we had massive infusions of uh, money given to various companies, organizations, um, clearly authorized because Congress said do it. That's right. I'm wondering whether it's that would be unfair to people who didn't own a company or somebody who didn't have, um, you know, a, a, a nonprofit and wasn't getting that money. I just don't know how far we can go with this notion of to the extent that the government is providing uh, much-needed assistance to people in an emergency, it's going to be unfair to those who don't get the same benefit. Yes, that's exactly right. So all three of the liberals on the court have weighed in, and eventually John Roberts is like, you just didn't understand what I was saying. <laughs>
I wasn't saying the other program would be fair or that the lawn care business ought to get a benefit that he wasn't getting because he doesn't have a student loan. I was saying that's the kind of question that Congress, or explains why Congress, under the major doctrines question, where only big decisions should be made by Congress, not by the executive. The suggestion is not that the Secretary of Education should uh, forgive on behalf of different banks, loans to lawn service companies. It's that that is a consideration of other Americans in a comparable situation who will not get that sort of relief that maybe the Secretary should have taken into account. And that if we had notice and comment rulemaking, that maybe that would be a consideration that would come forth. Or maybe if Congress were involved in this expenditure of $500 billion, that that might be something that they could consider. And that's why it shouldn't have been a decision made by the Secretary of Education, should have been a decision made by Congress itself. But still, in this particular case, the second of the two cases, their argument for standing made no sense. In fact, if they win, they get less money. Like, she gets ten grand, he gets nothing, and if they win, they both get nothing. How can you prove standing when the goal of your case is to get less money? Under the convoluted theory that maybe eventually the secretary would have to rejigger the entire loan forgiveness program and actually give more money away to more people, including you, like, that's the— it's Honestly, it's a crazy case. I'm surprised it wound up at the Supreme Court as the second of these two cases. The other one is much more substantial and interesting. This one's probably going to lose 9-0 to zero on standing. And even if, it, even if they grant standing, I don't see how they grant the case itself. 720 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Uh, Dave Greenwood is back with us because we have the towers are open, guards are up. Dave Greenwood, he is Pensacola Beach Safety Chief for Escambia County. Welcome back to the show, sir. Well, thank you. Good good morning, Andrew. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So uh, we're back with guards. Uh, we're back with people watching the beaches uh, uh, first part of the season now. What kind of conditions are we looking at today? Uh, we're, we're posting a red flag now for dangerous surf conditions, and the water will be closed all swimming and waiting today until conditions improve. Wow. Okay, so it's pretty pretty rough out there. Um, and I know a lot of times you got, you get in the water and you test it yourself. Uh, was it safe for you to even get in and see how bad it was today? Well, I'm getting older, much more wiser. I can just look at it and just tell that water's pretty angry out there. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> As, you know, that's the benefit of experience, right? <laughs> you can tell yourself. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm still alive. Thank God. Very good. And, um, you guys are, you, you had some tryouts recently. Is that right? Uh, what, no, well, we have tryouts, yes. Uh, we had a few in December, one in January, and we've got another one coming up in March. It's March 18th. Got so it. you've got two weeks for you and Candy to get ready. <laughs> you overestimate my chances, uh, sir. Yeah, dude, same. Uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. Any yeah, other information for that can be found on our website, information on all our tryouts and things can be, uh, can be found on PensacolaBeachLifeGuards.com. Absolutely. Any other thoughts for folks as they're getting ready for the uh, first weekend when we've got guards at the beach this weekend? Oh, uh, yeah, we're hoping to have a sunny day tomorrow, and always pay attention. Uh, if you're a weekend non-swimmer, we have a yellow flag flying. Please, you know, do not go in the Gulf of Mexico. The Gulf of Mexico is very unforgiving. It's very enjoyable to be out here. We want everybody to come and have a good time and go home and come back and visit us again. And, and I will say what I have said before, but just to make sure it doesn't go unheard by somebody, I was raised as a family of swimmers. I'm a fairly strong swimmer, though I'm not necessarily the most physically fit specimen anymore. I'm a pretty good swimmer, and uh, I have had times in the Gulf where, oh, of course I'm safe, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, man, I am kind of tired. Yeah, I had to get rescued. And that's yeah. 
that's just a reality for people that haven't experienced it and for people who aren't from here and don't know it the way Dave Greenwood does. Dave Greenwood, Pensacola Beach Safety Chief for uh, Escambia County. Dave, as always, sir, thank you for what you do for keeping us safe, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Andrew. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you next Friday. Absolutely. 722 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. Here's today's Strength for Life with your host, Pastor James C. Johnson. Don't forget who the real enemy is. He is described in 1 Peter 5, 8, where the Bible says, Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. The devil is the diabolical one. He is as a roaring lion who is prowling around the neighborhood, seeking whom he may devour spiritually. Inside a home, a brother and sister or a husband and a wife may be arguing, maybe slamming doors and yelling. But the moment that they recognize that there's a prowler outside the house, the petty differences and the argument disappear and the family unites as one to protect their home. So it is God's call on his children to be sober and vigilant and resist the real enemy, the devil, and he will flee from you. That was James C. Johnson. He serves as the pastor of North Stone Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida. For more Strength for Life, please visit our website, strengthforlife.church. Monday morning at 10.30 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Get better health with scientifically proven technology that's not going to the gym. Diet supplements, pharmaceuticals, or medical treatment. Hear how OsteoStrong helps many improve bone density, posture, balance, athletic performance, and less joint and back pain. Find out more Monday morning at 10.30 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. It's Sunbelt Basketball Tournament Week. Stop by the Bay Center for FanFest before the men's quarterfinal games for food, music, and games for all ages. The free event is Saturday from 1 till 4. Next Tuesday, the 7th, join the Pensacola Beach Chamber for their March Business After Hours event at the Frisky Dolphin from 5.30 till 7 for food, drinks, and plenty of business networking. PensacolaBeachChamber.com for more. Find more events and submit yours at NewsRadio923.com. News Radio 92.3 AM 1620 is accepting applications for employment. Periodically, we have openings in sales, business, news, promotions, engineering, production, and programming. We'll keep your application for consideration when such an opening occurs. We also provide internships for qualified students. Apply online at News Radio 92.3 or at our studios at 7251 Plantation Road between 8.30 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. ADX Communications is an equal opportunity employer. When breaking news hits, we're there to cover it. Fox News, WER TV, News Radio Team on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. You are the top 1% of all naval aviators. The elite. Best of the best. We'll make it better. felt like you needed a little smashing pumpkins for your Friday morning. Hey, I commute. always do. Yeah. <laughs> 725 on News Radio 923.
informative, local, dependable. Good morning. Happy Friday. Candy has our traffic on the fives. I do. We're one, a portion of Palafox, a very small uh, part of the road, is closed due to a fatality that happened earlier this morning, like in the 2, 3 o'clock hour. This is between the split at Pace Palafox and Fairfield. It's Cook's uh, Street. Caution there. Uh, there's another accident. It looks like Lillian and Bower Road in Pensacola. Now, I'm not showing a roadblock at that intersection, but North Blue Angel Parkway and Highway 98, of course, uh, another accident there. It's a busy intersection, uh, not showing a roadblock there either. Certainly, if you have see an accident or you have traffic tips or you know something different, 437-1620, please text it in. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks, Candy. Now into the newsroom where David Wayne has our headlines. David? There we go. More severe weather now moving through parts of the south and the Midwest. This is uh, after severe weather hit Dallas and Fort Worth uh, overnight with uh, wind gusts up to 70 miles an hour. Uh, further north today, heavy snow could be falling in the uh, upper Midwest in New England. SpaceX's Crew-6 mission is now docked at the International Space Station. The Dragon capsule uh, docked with the ISS overnight after launching early Thursday morning. And the EPA says they're going to be requiring Norfolk Southern to test for dioxins at the site of that train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. Dioxins are described by the World Health Organization as persistent environmental pollutants with highly toxic potential. Mm, yeah, I think we know about that here locally. <laughs> we have Mount Dioxin and all that stuff back right. in the day. Wow. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. 437-1620. 437-1620 is my phone number. Uh, oh, by the way, we got some stuff going on like the Leap for Change project. Uh, Leadership Pensacola, class of 2023, two class projects helping provide basic needs, including food, hygiene products, clothing, other necessities, to local organizations that serve families in Pensacola. You can go and find more at newsradio923.com. Also, the Independence for the Blind Eyeball, which I'll be emceeing not this Saturday, tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow, March 11th at the Hilton on Pensacola Beach, 6 o'clock. Uh, change live sponsor table, buy tickets, and bid on the auction, especially if I happen to run the auction. <laughs> Please bid. Are you the auctioneer? Too? I don't know. I'm. We'll see. Do you need assistance we'll from Candy see. Beats? No. All right. I just mm. the auction is not my favorite thing. It's not. I don't. It's I don't, hard I, to do. I, yeah, Auctioning is tough. I don't think man. I'm that good at it, and I don't. I don't want to make sure an organization gets as much money as they can from an auction. I don't want to be an impediment to that. That's always my concern. Anyway, get more information about the Independence for the Eye, uh, Independence for the Blind Eyeball at News Radio 92.3. Dot com. So um, we had a thing happen yesterday, and we were all very excited to see how a former um, Tate school and also UWF student, Maggie Brown, would do a- on Jeopardy. Today's contestants are a sophomore from Pensacola, Florida in the 2018 teen tournament. She's now a college junior majoring in international studies and art history at the University of West Florida. Say hello to Maggie Brown. Yay! But unfortunately, uh, the guy who was there was very, very good, and Maggie had trouble kind of the first one she even got a chance to buzz into she didn't get right. D-minus work for 800, please. Crushed up paper into a ball loses a D and means walked through water up to the knees. Hannah. What is weighed and weighted and wad? No, too much time. Maggie. What is weighed and wad? No. Caleb. What is wadded and weighted? That's it. Random stuff for 600, please. Yeah, she was at the break for the interview. She was negative 800. The guy was at 10,000. Um, uh, in Double Jeopardy. She did get one right in Double Jeopardy. Uh, action and adventure novels for 400. 
In the mystery of the ivory charm, this teen sleuth and her friends uncover a stolen cache of jewels and thwart a kidnapping. Maggie. What is Nancy Drew? Who is yes. Nancy Drew? Um, hit albums for 2000, please. By the way, secret side tip, if you're ever on Jeopardy, always every question, what is? Because it's a question and it doesn't have to be correct uh, for that. Uh, so she finished with a negative score of 1600, did not even get to participate in Double Jeopardy. Uh, the guy ran away with it in the middle. He was really good. The college so, one is the toughest. Yeah, the college one is the hardest. Yeah. And look, we're super proud of you, Maggie. You did great. It's a very, very, very hard show. And he's a very good competitor. So we're hoping to see you do better and see you succeed and celebrate you. We'll celebrate you anyway, because it was an achievement to be there for sure. This is a Fox News alert. I'm Chris Foster. Prosecutors in South Carolina are asking for a life sentence without parole for Alec Murdaugh when he's sentenced this morning for murdering his wife Maggie and son Paul. It was extraordinarily quick. 75 witnesses, 800 photographs and exhibits, but yet the jury needed less than three hours to reach its verdicts. Alec Murdoch was immediately handcuffed at that point and led from the court. No obvious signs of emotion on his face. Fox's Jonathan Hunt. People in East Palestine, Ohio, confront a railroad executive about a toxic derailment a month ago. Some saying they'd move if they had the money. This has touched my finances. This has touched my home. And it will touch me to the cellular level when I get diagnosed with cancer, ALS, or whatever. An official with the Environmental Protection Agency was booed, saying the air and water have tested safe by people who just don't believe her. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, it's 731 News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne. Right now it is... Mostly cloudy, few rain showers reported. It is 76 in Pensacola right now. The U.S. Coast Guard cutter's now been decommissioned. A ceremony was held for the 210-foot decisive, a recliance-class vessel, yesterday at NAS Pensacola. The decisive has been in service for 55 years now. The cutter served here in our local area. It also assumed tactical command of the Mississippi Coastal Recovery in Gulfport after Hurricane Katrina. The decisive will now be sent to the Coast Guard Yard in Baltimore for its final disposition. Now they're trying to make their payments, but there's nobody to pay. That's what customers of American Car Center, a buy-here-pay-here style dealership with locations across the southeast, one here in Pensacola, are now saying. The company went out of business. Now, hundreds of customers don't know how to make their payments as the online and phone systems have quit working. If you make attempts to make a payment and you're unsuccessful, keep a record of those attempts. That way, if there's ever a question later, why was your car payment late? Why didn't you make the payment? You have very clear documentation of the attempts you made phone numbers you called, the websites you went to. That is local attorney Rachel Gilmer with Levin Papantonio Rafferty. She talked with Channel 3 about it and says it's likely another financial company will step in to take over those payments eventually. An area nonprofit says two men stole an expensive air conditioning unit recently. The Habitat for Humanity in Walton County says that theft happened in Santa Rosa Beach at Restore Walton. Uh, two men in a gray Chevy truck reportedly damaged property, stole the commercial AC unit out of an enclosed and locked dumpster. The Walden County Sheriff's Office has released photos of the suspect and the vehicle. You can see those online at the uh, Walden County Sheriff's Office Facebook page. And if you have any information, contact 
the sheriff's office. You could also call Crime Stoppers if you want to stay anonymous. A high school student arrested after deputies found a gun and marijuana in his vehicle at the Baldwin High County High School campus. Baymanette police say a school administrator was told a student had marijuana on school grounds. Well, the administrator and a school resource officer questioned the teen, who reportedly was cooperative and allowed them to search his vehicle. The marijuana was found. They also found a handgun during that search. The teen now charged with possession of a weapon on school premises and unlawful possession of marijuana. The student was taken to the Baldwin County Jail, where he's being held on $11,000 bond. School officials say no threats were made against anybody at the school campus. And an Escambia County man accused of beating up another man to steal his disability check money. According to an arrest report, the victim in the case had just cashed his disability check and went to 39-year-old Jeffrey Wolf's home to see if he needed help with his finances. The victim says that's when Wolf attacked him and said he would be taking all of the money. A witness told deputies she saw Wolf beating the victim up. Wolf now charged with battery and robbery. He's being held on $10,500 bond at the Escambia County Jail. 735 at News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives with Candy. All right, I'm not showing an accident, but uh, it doesn't mean there isn't one. Very slow. It looks like 29 and 95A southbound in Cantonment, north of Muskogee, just north of the mill. And it might just be a backup due to the lights, but uh, real, real slow. Single lane traffic later on this morning on Lillian between Blue Angel and 98 as they continue to work on the road. And then watch for uh, Palafox between Fairfield and the split at Pace Palafox. It's Cooks Street, and it may have been moved out of the way, but they had a portion of that road closed due to a traffic fatality that happened this morning. Uh, if you have a traffic tip, text 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. We're going to be seeing some showers and thunderstorms throughout the morning hours. 50% chance of rain through the first part of the day. High near 79 degrees for your afternoon. And then temperatures drop overnight into the 50s, 57 degrees for your low. For Saturday, sunshine will return to the region. We are going to be seeing a high near 76 degrees. Saturday night, temperatures dropping near 55. Beautiful weather Sunday with plenty of sunshine, high near 75 degrees. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Thanks, Brooke. Right now, 76 in Pensacola, 75 in Gold. Gulf Breeze, 75 in Milton. Our next news at 8, breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Jennifer Kashinka with your money now. Carnival Cruise Line is warning passengers ahead of spring break that unruly passengers could be slapped with $500 fines and forced to disembark early. Carnival says any passenger whose behavior impacts the comfort, enjoyment, safety, or well-being of other guests or crew is expected to be detained on board and taken off the ship. The passenger could also be banned from sailing on Carnival Cruises in the future. Erickson has agreed to pay $206.7 million in a foreign bribery settlement with the Justice Department, which found the telecom company had breached an earlier deal. Stockholm-based Erickson will plead guilty to the original charges it faced following its breach of a 2019 deferred prosecution agreement. Erickson in 2019 agreed to pay more than $1 billion, including a criminal penalty to resolve U.S. agencies' investigations into a bribery scheme that ran from 2000 to 2016 and involved the company's operations in countries like China. That's your money now. 
The Mobile Boat Show opens this weekend with all the new 2023 boat models and brands in one place for easy comparison shopping. One weekend only at the Mobile Convention Center. It's the biggest indoor show on the Gulf Coast with the best prices of the year on new boats, accessories, tackle, and more. Whether you fish the Gulf or cruise the bay, you'll find a boat that fits your budget. The Mobile Boat Show is the place to find all you need to get out on the water. And it's fun for the whole family. This weekend at the Mobile Convention Center. What is News Radio 92.3? Informative, local, and dependable news from WEAR-TV and the News Radio News Team. Informative, local, and dependable talk with Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, and Bobby Rossi. Informative, local, and dependable traffic with traffic on the fives during your morning and afternoon drive. Informative, local, and dependable weather. Informative, local, and dependable coverage of breaking news and when disasters strike. That's what News Radio 92.3 is. Informative, local, dependable. That's the right. Kate, me and she is our pop culture editor at dailyboom.net. Joins us on a Friday to talk about pop culture. Hey, Kate, welcome back to the show where we spell, apparently. That's what we do. Hiya. That's right. Hiya. Well done. Well done. All right, so um, as little as I try to pay attention to royal matters and all the drama surrounding them, what what is I thought I thought Harry and Meghan already didn't live in this place, and it seems like a pretty big mansion for uh, Prince Andrew to get upset about putting into. What's the backstory here? I don't understand. Well, I believe it's Frogmore Cottage, and it's actually a mansion. It's not really a cottage. That's an understatement. But it is where they first lived after they got married. So there's, you know, it's sentimental to them, which I totally get. It's the house where I believe they they had their baby, their their son, and you know, your first apartment where all the original things happen. You've got that sentimentality and attachment to it. But the reality is, they ran from the royals. They left the monarchy. They've lived in the states for years, and. So they've been officially evicted because that is what the royal family has to do to officially remove them from the property under their own guidelines. Okay. Um, and that's finally happened. And so apparently Andrew is moving in, which he has been displaced from the actual palace that he was living in because he's um, well, he's him basically shunned and stuff for his bad behavior. So it's a downgrade for him. Um, but it's still a mansion, so I don't think he's really losing much. Don't cry for me, oh, Prince Andrew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit hard to get worked up about this for him. <laughs> Meanwhile, other drama yeah. surrounding the new king is um, he for his coronation or whatever, uh, Adele and Harry Styles have said that they do not want to perform. Right, and there's a long list of people that do not want to perform, including Elton John. They've tr- He's turned down an invite. Um, the Spice Girls, the list is endless, and it's it's really quite simple. Wait, There's he got turned down by the Spice baggage. Girls? I mean, these are rough times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even they don't want the gig. <laughs> but but you know, there's a lot of negativity attached to the royal family with the way they do things, with rumored racism, with 
they're alleging abuse of Harry and Meghan. There's a lot of bad stuff there. And so anybody that's going to agree to perform is leaving themselves open to a lot of backlash from their own personal fan base because there's a lot of people that do not support the royal family anymore. So if you show up and perform, even if it's a paid gig and that's how you see it, you still appear to be, you know, approving of what they do and in line with them. So there's a lot of artists that don't want to take the risk of the backlash. So even if King Charles said that for the Spice Girls, he wants them, he really, really wants them, (laughs) they're not Mm -mm. (laughs) going to do it. Um, The big news, sorry, (laughs) Candy made the joke better (laughs) off the air. Uh, (laughs) I know. Um, The big news, obviously, the Alec Murdoch trial is that he uh, was convicted in three hours and now we're just waiting for sentencing, right? Okay, let's be realistic here. It did not take them three hours to convict. They walked back into that room, said, we all agree, right? And they sat there for three hours to make it look like they were deliberating. They were all in there playing on their phones and (laughs) killing time. Yeah, I mean, I'm joking because it's a very serious, horrific thing. But yeah, you got to assume this was the easiest of all possible verdicts, right? Yeah, so he's looking at life in prison for the murders. Um, It was... (sighs) You know, it, it kind of was a slam dunk once that video was shown with right. um, his voice in the background minutes before his son was killed. I mean, you, you can't say you weren't there and then be in the footage on your son's phone. It, it just doesn't work that way. So he is looking at life behind bars and, um, you know, not too much of a surprise to anybody, I don't think. I think we pretty much figured it was going to be a slam dunk. Yeah, as, and as we talked about last week, once that video and then his own testimony, it was, I mean, you figure we're, we're all done here. Yeah. Um, speaking, of yeah. Things, think, speaking of things that really genuinely matter in the world, Chris Pine is getting his hair cut after getting, uh, getting trolled a little bit for looking with his long hair too much like Rachel Green. <laughs> I've seen the pictures. They're not wrong. They're not wrong. <laughs> they are not wrong. And that comment was made to him. And as he put it, once you hear that comment, you can't unhear it. <laughs> so it made him need to run for a haircut. And I'm, I will be sit over here and be a defender. He's hot. I can overlook the Rachel Green hair as long as the muscles stay. He can do whatever <laughs> he wants with his hair. I'm not going to protest. Really? I mean, look, I'm not, you know, yeah. I'm not, I don't consider myself much of uh, a, a judge of masculine beauty, but, um, he, he no. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. That that works for you. I mean, it doesn't work for me, but the rest of it works. Oh, I for see. Me. So You're willing to overlook the flaw. Okay. I I I see how this. I like goes. it. It's that if that's yeah, if that's your flaw, we're okay. I I, I, I should I can squint. I, I should say it's kind of funny because as we speak, <laughs> I have not cut my hair in like three months. It's just you know, I decided like to let it grow. Just people are like, "You trying to be a hippie or something?" I'm I don't know. I'm just seeing what happens. I'm curious. So, hey, I, I'm with Kate on the Chris Pine thing. Oh, all right. So the the hair is not gonna does not gonna discourage <laughs> no, you. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it. <laughs> no, it's just more to grab onto. <laughs> For the win! Wow! Making it all HBO over here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my stars and garters. I'm feeling a little flushed. <laughs> such such an honest talk. <laughs> all right. For I don't know where to go from here. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's let's do let's do mention this one thing. What is the Will Smith story now? Like, what is this spit on me? St- what 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 is this? Well. 
he's doing a film um, it, that basically is about slavery and that era of time. And so sure. the white actor that he was working with um, in the middle of the scene, and he's he's portraying a slave, the actor just decided to ad-lib and spit on him. <gasps> And oh. in the middle of the scene, and they, they did a second take, and, and the guy ad-libbed and did it again. And oh, no. according to Will, he's kind of glad that it happened. Not glad that it happened, but glad that in that moment, he couldn't react. He couldn't do anything. He had to take it because it helped him to actually understand that character and that time period oh. in a way that most people never would. And then he was glad when it was over, <laughs> you know, but it, it helped him to be more authentic and to really kind of get it. Now, that's a, you know, that's a really savvy observation, right? That because the circumstances yeah. of being in the scene forced him to behave as an actual slave under those circumstances would have been forced to not react, that he got to endure yeah. an indignity. And in the grand scheme of indignity is a pretty yeah. small one, but... Still, not the kind of thing that you would normally allow another person to do, especially under these circumstances. Wow, that's that's really interesting. All right, well, I, I did not know the backstory on that, so thank you for for clarifying that for me. And um, I guess the, the actor didn't get in any trouble, as far as we know. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. They just were like, "Can we do a take without the spit?" I, you know, but, <laughs> the but spit the thing take. Is, I mean, but it makes sense though, because you know what? If they were rolling and he wasn't going to break character and it made him take it. And I, I, I can understand how that would change every single thing he did from that point on in this character. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's really, truly making you in that moment, get it. And I could see where you don't want that to happen, but like at the same time, looking at the scenario there, um, it's probably not a bad thing that it did. You probably know, did good for the movie. Yeah. And, no, yeah, that's, that, that's, 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 yeah, you would think so. That's fascinating. Well, Kate Meehan, she is our uh, pop culture editor at dailyboom.net, joins us on Fridays. Kate, as always, thank you for the, oh my God, the hilarious Chris Bryan comment. And uh, as always, thank you for the thoughts. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, Candy now has got traffic for you. Great, I get to follow Kate. Uh, as we uh, take a look, we're watching a, a very slow, it looks like, southbound Highway 29. This is north of the mill in Muskogee, uh, and a little slow southbound on 95A. And I know usually it is a little tied up as people from Canton making their way uh, to where they're going, but just a little bit slower this morning than usual. Palafox and Cook's Court still showing a roadblock this morning, and it's on Palafox, as I understand it. A portion of Palafox is closed between Fairfield and the split at Pace Palafox due to a fatality that happened a lot earlier this morning. Blue Angel Parkway 98 showing an accident, no roadblock. Lillian and Bauer also showing an accident, no roadblock. Traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3 Informative, local, dependable. You know, if you're thinking about getting that uh, next vehicle, you're thinking about what you want to do, where you want to go, listen, Frontier Motors, the reason it's appealing, right, is because you get basically new cars. You just don't have to pay new car price for them, right? You get them after they've been, you know, generally used for a year or two with low miles and great condition, of course, for a good price. Uh, but the other side of this is that as many cars as they sell, you know, 150, 200 cars every single month, they have to replenish that supply with 150, 200 cars, trucks, vans, whatever, uh, a month. And they can do that from auctions. Ours came from an auction in Orlando. They can do that from, uh, you know, lease programs. They can do it from all over. Or you. 
So if you're the kind of person that buys a new car and then you want to buy another new car, instead of trading it in, see if you can't get a better buck by uh, taking it to Frontier Motors. It's very simple, very easy to do. And obviously, you don't have to go through the process of you selling the car yourself, which is uh, not the most fun thing in the world. Um, but, you know, take it over there. 15 minutes, boom, zip, done. Or if you think that maybe you can get a better price and you're willing to wait a little bit, they'll consignment sell it for you. The point is they need the inventory. You want to you know, offload the car? That's a match made in heaven. Frontier Motors serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years. Right behind that big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. When you were 18, you spent your spring break in Cancun. The party was legendary, and you speak of it often, even though you don't remember half of it. The geeky kid who sat across from you in math class stayed home, practicing calculus. You made fun of her. A lot. That is, until last year, when you owed the IRS a lot of money and called the certified public accountants at Benakis and Associates. And she answered the phone. Who's laughing now? The number crunchers at Benakis and Associates live and breathe accounting and tax preparation. It's practically in their DNA. When you need to know what the heck a Form 656-PPV is, call Benakis and Associates. When you need a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, call Benakis and Associates. When you need someone who practices long division for fun, Paul Benakis and Associates, now in the historic district on 120 South Alconies and online at flacpas.com. Benakis and Associates, leave the numbers to the experts. Calling all electricians. Hi, this is Dale Cope, the business manager of IBW Local Union 676. Are you wanting more than a job or a rewarding career that is awesome? Then the union is the right choice for you. We offer top pay and benefits as high as $48 an hour depending on experience. So if you're a journeyman electrician or have electrical experience, don't let this opportunity pass you by. Contact us today on Facebook, IBEW Local Union 676. Or call our local office, 850-477-8767. As a business owner, you have a lot on your plate, from managing staff, growing your business, training new hires, and more. With so much going on, you need Avalon. As an IRS-certified PEO, Avalon HR can help from running your payrolls, remitting state and federal taxes, helping with COVID employee retention credits, workers' compensation insurance, employee benefits, and their HR expertise. Avalon HR lets you focus on your core business while we handle the rest. Avalon HR, employing made easy. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. For matters in Tennessee, visit CordellCordell.com. 200 West Martin Luther King Boulevard, Suite 1000, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37402. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. When you listen to News Radio 92.3 on Sundays, you get Christian Outlook at 7, Ask the Preacher at 8, Town Hall Review, Fox News Sundays, The Weekend, Tech It Out, and Gun Talk at 8. I have a town hall with District 2 Councilman Charles Bear on March 7th at 5.30 at Asbury Place Fellowship Hall, which is at Cooksbury Church, 750 College Boulevard. So Mayor D.C. Reeves and City Councilman Charles Bear are going to be having a town hall coming up soon, or what some people are calling the first mayoral primary debate of <laughs> 2026. 
I, just, I think Charles is uh, likely to run for mayor again, and I'm not the only one who thinks so. And so this is the you know stepping stone to that. I, I mean, I, it's not going to be a debate. It's going to be them answering questions and talking. But uh, I did think it was kind of funny when the DC announced that the other day. Like, oh, that's what's happening. Also, you remember we had asked uh, DC about this business with the quality of the air at City Hall, and they closed down the seventh floor. And you know, what did that mean exactly? And mostly, he said that it was out of an abundance of caution. Well, he gave us more of an update on the circumstances there. Air quality testing at City Hall, so I wanted to give you an update on that. Um, we have uh, we had had uh, in, an issue come up uh, in in one part of our first floor uh, where. Um, you know, so there was some some mold uh, that we saw, and so we wanted, to, uh, out of an abundance of caution, once we were aware of that, we had uh, folks in that particular office area um, go work at either a different location. Uh, most of those were Pensacola Energy employees or remote. Um, so until we could test the air, you know, we didn't want to we didn't want to wait around a few days and take any chances. So um, those results have come back acceptable, um, and uh, we we've tested now on the first, the sixth, and the seventh floor, and we're using a licensed air quality testing company, um, and we'll be completing additional testing at City Hall this week. All right, so City Hall is kind of getting back on its feet after this uh, particulate scare or whatever. Uh, David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David? Actor Matthew McConaughey's wife describing what it was like to be aboard a German flight out of Texas that encountered severe turbulence. Camilla Alves McConaughey posted on Instagram recently, stuff was flying everywhere. Now that plane, uh, it dropped about 4,000 feet on Wednesday. She posted a video of items scattered on the floor. Uh, It was a Lufthansa flight. Uh, Apparently seven people were hurt when that happened. Alex Murdoch scheduled to be sentenced later this morning. He faces 30 years to life in prison without parole after being convicted of murdering his family yesterday. And uh, good weather expected to draw a big crowd at the bloody Sunday observance in Selma, Alabama this weekend. President Biden is scheduled to deliver a speech on Sunday. He'll also tour areas that were hit by those tornadoes in January. And then uh, the annual bridge crossing event commemorates an event in 1965 when a group of protesters marching for the right to vote were attacked by Alabama state troopers at the Edmund Pettus Bridge. Yeah, a horrible event in our history. Uh, Not uh, alone in being lots of horrible things. Uh, David, thanks so much for the update. 755 on News Radio 92.3. Candy's got traffic on the fives. And uh, Lillian and Bauer looks like it may have been moved off to the side, so you shouldn't have a problem. Uh, They're not showing a roadblock. Blue Angel in 98 still showing an accident, but no roadblock. And Palafox and Cook's Court still showing that that section of Palafox between the split that pays Palafox and Fairfield close. So caution there and caution wherever you are. 437-1620. You can text if you have traffic tips. News Radio 92.3 informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much Candy. The um, <laughs> I finally got around to watching Saturday Night Live from last weekend with uh, Woody Harrelson. And yeah. I will tell you the, the guy they've got portraying President Trump former President Trump <laughs> now is is he, he doesn't look the most like him but the key to an impression is not whether you look like the person it's whether you effectively mimic their speech and behavioral patterns if it's a visual right so oh and he's the way he does the like stream of consciousness type talk that's I mean he's he's got it down it's fantastic it's very very funny you're watching C-SPAN up next former President Trump addresses residents of East Palestine Ohio following this month's train derailment It's wonderful to be here in the town of East Palestine. Not a great name. (laughs) But uh, I had to come here and see these wonderful people who have been abandoned by Biden. 
He's on spring break in Ukraine with his friend Zelensky in the T-shirt. Very disrespectful. <laughs> Zelensky thinks he's rocking that ring of tea, like Scott Pilgrim. But I'm here, and I brought hats, cameras and hats, because it's terrible what's happening here. <laughs> Just this... SNL is not always funny. This was funny. You know, earlier today, a farmer came up to me, big fella, and he said, Sir, we have nothing to eat because our dirt is poison. And I said, Well, what are you doing eating the dirt? Don't eat the dirt, folks. <laughs> Don't eat the dirt. You should be eating the cold McDonald's I brought you. Nice. And the bottled water, Trump ice. I'll be honest, I just put my sticker on some Dasani. <laughs> Say <laughs> like I said, it's, it's just that that same kind of stream of consciousness speech style. He's really just got it down. I've heard all about your situation with the water, but I was looking at your river and it's so shiny. <laughs> I've never seen water so beautiful. Beautiful rainbows and discolorations. It's, <laughs> it's wearing makeup. Fenty beauty water. Fenty by Rihanna. Rihanna, by the way, you know, she was pregnant doing Super Bowl. Can you believe that? I said, of course she is. She's not moving at all. It was just arms, right? She was just doing arms the whole time. Oh, my God, enough. It's <laughs> really good. 7.58 on News Radio 92.3. What else do we have going on? Uh, oh, this this is one of the stories that's been it's been hanging on my show prep for a little while. I just haven't had a chance to get to it. But this is one of those like, oh my god, you can totally see where this is all going with AI kind of stories. And I think I think like this seems to be almost a segment that we do. It's just crazy. So the the headline of the story is they're just not that into you. App can predict whether a date is a bust. So. Basically, instead of going on a date and then waiting a couple of days and deciding when is the appropriately cool time to text, not too soon, not too late, what kind of text, you know, all, all the stuff that people have to deal with. There's an app out there from the uh, University of Cincinnati developing an AI that uses physiological data from a technology that you would wear. So you'd wear the spy cam, I guess, on your first date. And um, then you'd go back and you'd download the data and it would tell you whether that was... Um, you know, doing well or not. Now, it's the the purpose of this is to help educators, therapists, and autistic people figure out how to interact with others. But the way the device figures out, like physiological synchrony, which is where you work or don't work with other people, mm-hmm. so it'll tell you whether you're really clicking with them or not. In case you can't figure that out for yourselves, so that's coming soon to a dating room near you. Local talk during the day with Jenna Barr, nine to eleven, is on. News Radio 92.3 WTOP.